Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined, with Kenny Sargent, Paging Dr. Deucebag, Crash Gladys, Getting Crash Position, and Statman, don't overdrive the car, here's the Freaks, You know, it doesn't happen often, Freak Nation, but it's happening tonight where we're actually on live as a big-ass race is going off. (laughs) Uh, It should already be done. We should already be talking about how we're going to have the winner of the Daytona 500 on our show tonight. Uh, But no, Crash, it's not happening. Mother Nature had other plans. Yes, she did. As she she has for several years with this Daytona 500, and it's starting to irk a lot of people. Uh, Stat man, you got a problem with that? Uh, three, what was it 3 p.m. Eastern start yep. for the Daytona 500? Uh, this must be the 150th lap of overtime by now, isn't it? If it started <laughs> at three o'clock this, this afternoon, man, this thing is still going on. There's the 24 hours of Daytona is now the 24 days of the. Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is indeed. Uh, Stat band Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. A lot, a lot of things going on tonight. On the show tonight, Brad Kozlowski, who's currently running in the Indy, excuse me, I knew I was going to say it, in the Daytona 500. Uh, we caught up with him earlier. He'll be joining us. Cole Custer, who at one time was running up front in the Daytona 500. He'll be here. In the Freak Nation. He's 11th right now. All right. Not too shabby. Justin Barsha will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. One hell of a Supercross pilot. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Corey Heim will be here. Your Daytona winner from the ARCA Racing Series uh, Saturday afternoon. He won his arguably the biggest race of his life. He'll be joining us. I'm sure he'll be set on those general tires. Again, thanks for being a part of this big old thing. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Follow us on Twitter, therefore on Facebook, and of course the website, speedfreaks.tv. Your stat man scat coming up in about 20, 25 minutes. Again, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. What about a five and a half hour rain delay crasher? Is that what I we've heard? I believe that's what right? I saw. Yeah. Now, stat man, in those five and a half hours, how much have you gotten done around the house? <laughs> in fact, I was doing some cleaning. Just about uh, 45 minutes ago, I, get, I got all involved in it, and I said, whoa, wait a minute, what time is it? <laughs> I, thought, I, I couldn't hear the uh, the intro to the show, so I said, well, I'm still safe, but, uh, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> you get it, when you get all involved in something, and the and next thing you know, you're late. Yeah, that's what happens here in the Freak Nation. Crasher, we had a poll out there. Earlier today, when we went into the red flag sitch, we asked folks, you know, what are, what are, you, gonna, you, what are you guys going to be doing during this downtime? And it looks like the runaway leader in the clubhouse was taking a nap. Taking a nap. I mean. Should have known. Right. <laughs> like a massive, massive runaway. Oh, well, wait a like minute. Like over 90% of the vote. There's no race and you're still taking a nap? I thought the nap was reserved for laps. 75 to 150, you know, and then once you get it started, then you can take a nap and watch the end. 
And yes, on a normal NASCAR race, just on any run-of-the-mill Sunday, I would totally agree with you. Sometimes the Daytona 500 as well. But think of this. It is Valentine's Day Sunday. Taking a nap is the best excuse a guy has for not having to spend some time with his Valentine. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, wow. How about that? Oh, honey, I need, to, I, need to, I need to stay awake later for the race when they go green again. So, uh, I need, I need, yeah, I need to take my nap right now. Bam. That's your Valentine talking there, Kenny. I mean, what's that about? Uh, and we both nap. We could, yeah. we, could, we could start a whole nother show right now. <laughs> you my, Valentine stat man, my Valentine stat man, my seven-year-old, she is in the bed, in our bed, Right now, watching herself some Daytona 500. Yes, and very excited that she has no school tomorrow because mm-hmm. of President's Day, so that she can stay up and watch this whole thing, or at least we think. And she's all she, again. I remind her every year that uh, Statman's favorite driver is Kyle Busch, and she continues <laughs> to be a Kyle Busch fan. She always cheers. Kyle. So you got another another sister from another mother there, Statman, who's uh, cheering on Kyle Busch as he's running in the two spot right now, buddy. Is she listening right now? Should I should I continue with this fantasy and uh, <laughs> make her happy? And that's my buddy. I can't yeah. I can't say the the wrong thing here. I don't want her to hear what Statman really thinks of uh, the Kyleister. Yeah, you might want to be careful because she's already at that point where she doesn't listen to mom and dad real well. It's other people that uh, she listens yeah. to. Oh, that's for that's for the next twenty five years, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Freak Nation, to get into some pit news and notes. Also coming up, Brad Keselowski. More on the Daytona Five Hundred. Have we missed anything? What are we missing in this thing? We're going to resume with some affiliates and get into some crash class pit news and notes. <laughs> Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Resuming with another round of affiliates here on the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for coming in to the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up, Brad Kozlowski, who's currently running in the State Tone of 500. Cole Custer, who's currently running in this Daytona 500. Those two dudes will be joining us. We caught up with them earlier. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Roll on General Tires. You got a fat SUV? What a big old F-250, a Ram, a Chevy. Get those red letter GTs on there. Those grabbers. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So what do you guys think of this new improved NASCAR format. Granted, it's been forced due to COVID, but I kind of like what we've seen. The Bush Clash on Tuesday, the duels on Thursday, then into qualifying, and then truck race Friday night, won by Ben Rhodes, ARCA race Saturday afternoon, won by Corey Heim, the Xfinity race Saturday night, won by Austin Sindrick, and then, well, unfortunately, we've had a delay today, but then today being the big day for the Daytona 500, three laps to go on stage one. I'm digging it. I'm liking it because in the previous years, you had two weeks of this stuff. And then you sat around the damn TV and watched these dudes qualify on a track that's as big as some states. Condensed in a week's time. Bam. Love it. Yeah. How many Rhode Islands can (laughs) you fit in the infield? (laughs) (laughs) How many Rhode Islands can you fit? Nice job, Crash. We visited some of those states, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Florida seems to have all the action this weekend because Supercross was in Orlando where 
Let's see. It was one of my favorite names taking the win in the 250s, Jet Lawrence. I mm. love that name. Jet Lawrence taking the win in the 250s. And then Cooper Webb, his first win of the season in 450s, not quite moving him up to first in points because of Ken Roxon sweeping the Indianapolis rounds, but Cooper Webb hanging tight in second place. Not a lot of motorsports this weekend, but we didn't need a lot because those two series, boom, bang, awesome. When you look at what Supercross is doing, and by the way, Justin Barsha will be joining us in about 20, no, about 25, 30 minutes. He finished just off the podium. He finished in fourth place last night. So many things to ask this guy. Again, the, the way he's worked himself back into the hunt, the things mm-hmm. he's been through, issues in some previous races, regardless, looking forward to hearing from Barsha. Coming up. Brad Kozlowski and more conversation about the Daytona 500 next. Radio redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop this, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAV-TV.com for more racing information and to demand your Mav TV. <laughs> your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com to find a line of products to keep your ride or your rides on the road. Speedboat, we're talking about a big old fat Ford. I don't care what you drive. Make sure you're rolling on general tires and using that Lucas Oil to keep that ride alive. Stat man, a lot of news being made for the Daytona 500 as it's going on right now as we speak, all right? And Denny Hamlin, the stage one winner. And that's what I wanted to get into. Denny Hamlin wins the first stage. Stat man is our uh, longtime host of the Freaks, 20 years of doing this thing. As a black man watching Michael Jordan sit down and do these interviews with Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace. What does that do to you as a, as a motorsports fan to see arguably the greatest, one of the greatest athletes ever to be involved in a, in a series that's been controversial uh, from time to time? Well, I don't know. I thought about that a lot when I was watching some of the pre-race stuff. They've got uh, a nice film that they did with uh, Wallace. Uh, they've got commercials with Toyota and Wallace. They've got Michael Jordan and Wallace uh, and uh, Denny Hamlin. I don't want them to go so much the other way that the people that they're trying to uh, keep around while they bring in new fans decide that Let's go uh, attack the capital again. I I don't I I don't want I want it to be real and not forced and pushed. Uh, it is good to see something different. It is good to see Jordan. What's really good is to see Jordan come in and make some demands on the team that Wallace drives for. He might have won a couple of races last year if they'd had some better uh, uh, racecraft strategy. Uh, He was leading in like the last 10 laps of a race a couple of times and ended up having to pit and finish 20th or something. So, uh, yeah, Jordan's going to change a lot in that he's going to bring demands and uh, that those demands and some money is going to have maybe better people watching over his car. He's been competitive so far, uh, but, you know, still early in the race, but he's been fast, uh, bad fast uh, for the past week. So we'll see how he does as the race unfolds. Don't you think it just appears to be a little bit over the top because this is the Super Bowl of NASCAR season, the Daytona 500, and this is where they do all their commercial pushes? Yeah, well, I think it's – you asked two or three questions there. Yes, I think it's over the top. Uh, That's what I was just saying. I would like to see – 
I, it's good to see something, but maybe it just appears over the top because we've seen nothing in the way of people of color. I, I got a tweet from a, one of our closest friends uh, who said that he just saw a picture of all the guys that are starting the race, and there's you know they're all you know there's like out of forty guys, there's thirty nine white guys. No women and only one black guy. So, uh, yeah, I think it's over the top. Uh, but I, I just want it to be uh, legitimate and real and uh, uh, necessary. But I, I think the most important thing for Jordan coming into the sport is going to be the demand that he's going to place on the people around Wallace. And uh, there he's going to demand that they give him something more than a 20th place car. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Brad Kozlowski coming up in about 10 minutes here in the Freak Nation. We caught up with him before the Daytona 500. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Justin Barsha, Supercross champion, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Quickly getting to your point, Stat. Nothing beats a good – I don't want to say – well, the word I can think of, a good organic campaign. Yes, uh, yes. Organic you know, right? being the key word there, yes. Yes. Campaign is kind of a a loose word to use in this given the fact that we're coming off of, <laughs> of an election a few months ago. But it's, you want it to be organic. You're right. You don't want it to be forced. You don't want to force – you don't want to force the, the inadequacies of a series on people. You'd rather people go, yeah, yeah, I get it. Just mm-hmm. let it grow. Be a part of it. I don't care what it is. Organic just seems to be uh, the best thing possible, especially for a situation that involves uh, lack of minorities and lack of women in a sport. Uh, yeah, especially there's in every other sport in Formula One, they got a seven-time champion who's uh, African ancestry. In uh, sports cars, they have women champions uh, in several classes. So drag in yeah. drag racing, it's some of the best world champions in history are in drag racing women. So, yes, I, there's no reason why a woman, a person of color, can't handle a stock car. Uh, they, they're they handling cars faster and more uh, uh, exact than uh, a stock car. So uh, the reason why there's nobody there is because, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons. But one is that when you go into an atmosphere where people are screaming and hollering and drinking beer and uh, Confederate flags and whooping. That's not the place that a black man, for example, finds a lot of comfort and probably not going to go back. Uh, And they talked about Jordan being a a fan and Brad Doherty being a fan. Well, they grew up in North Carolina. That's the cradle of of NASCAR racing. Uh, But, you know, that they're they're back and they're bringing their money and their influence, and hopefully they could bring some more people so that uh, eventually the NASCAR stadium and the NASCAR field can look like America. We caught up with Brad Kozlowski before he kicked it off for the Daytona 500. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. It's a man. Let's get it. Oh, no. 
They like to refer to the Daytona 500 as NASCAR's Super Bowl. After today, they should rethink that. 15 laps into a 200-lap race isn't the time to crash and take out maybe $10 million worth of machinery. 16 cars. I know fans argue that drivers are competitive and want to win at all costs, but drivers in other disciplines are just as competitive, want to win just as much, and sometimes do it without fenders, and still don't do some of the less-than-smart things I saw this afternoon. Those weren't Super Bowl decisions. Neither Patrick Mahomes nor Tom Brady tried to win the Super Bowl in the first five minutes of the game. But that wasn't the first time poor decisions were made on the racetrack, nor will it be the last. During the red fly to clean up the mess, it started to rain. Fitting. The best part of the delay was getting to see the making of the Days of Thunder film. I wish today's drivers were just as determined to win. That happens on the last lap, not the first. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed, regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290.
back with the Freaks for the Sunday night. You join us every Sunday night for 20 years. Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Stat Man. And again, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Brad Kozlowski, he's been coming in here for the last decade or so, joining us here in the Freak Nation. We always bring it up. I think the first time we met BK was at Texas Motor Speedway when he's running for Junior Motorsports, had the Hellman's mayonnaise fire suit on, and it could could barely get through a sentence without saying yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, BK, you've come a long way, buddy. That's been uh, to be a race car driver and uh, to get to do the things I get to do and have a team around me that pushes hard to win. And uh, I'm just very blessed and, and thankful. We're moving into 2021 season in the NASCAR season. Then, of course, last year, you've had a pretty good run at running a season with the, the umbrella of COVID-19 and the ramifications that that gives us as individuals and professional athletes like yourself. Are you better prepared for it? and how to confront it moving forward for this new season? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it, it, it was different. Don't get me wrong. In, in the first few weeks we did it, but it wasn't insurmountable. Uh, and it became kind of the new routine pretty quickly, quite honestly, uh, by season's end. So I think that uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're fairly malleable. We just want to be able to race. Hmm. And uh, Nesco did a heck of a job getting us in a situation where we could do just that. You know, that's a good question, because how much were the drivers involved with so many of the last minute decisions that had to go on with with the NASCAR brass last year? Because I've got to hand it to the series for pushing forward and making sure you guys could race. Were you guys involved in some of those decisions? Yeah, well, I, mean, I can't say I take a lot of credit for it. Uh, you know, the, the drivers didn't do much. NASCAR made all of it happen. So, um, you know, they had a great plan, executed it to perfection. And I'm really proud of them. No, it's it's been absolutely incredible. So here we are, 2021. I think things are going to get better come summertime. But what do you expect out of this season, whether it's yourself or with your team? What is Brad Keselowski expecting from his 2021 season? Wins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lots of wins and a shot at a championship, hope with the Daytona 500 along the way. Um, That's that's all we care about. We want to win. Is I forget who we talked to this about. What is more important to you as a driver? And then does is it different for the team? Is it more important to be a Daytona 500 winner on your resume for the rest of your life or to be a NASCAR season champion for the rest of your life? Back and forth. I would have said probably four or five years ago that the championship was bigger than the Daytona 500. Now I'd say they're, they're probably more equal because of the new format. Mm. Obviously, I put more emphasis on race wins and how many race wins you have with the format that exists right now, I think it's probably a better metric than anything else. It's just overall race wins. But, you know, it, it's changed a lot over the years. 2012 NASCAR Cup champion Brad Keselowski is in the Speed Freaks pits. Brad, go back to your first Daytona 500. What's changed to now? you think differently? Do you prepare differently? Is your mindset different when you get into the race car to start a 200-lap race on a super speedway? What's changed? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, when you're a rookie, everything makes you nervous and uptight, <laughs> but as you get some experience, it's not nearly as bad. And I feel really good about, uh, where I'm at as a race car driver. I'm comfortable in my own skin and pretty happy. Brad, in the last 20 years, the freaks have complained loudly about more road course races in the cup series. And we've seen the evolution of cup drivers, including you. Are you preparing differently now that there's more road course races in the cup series for 2021? Oh, I'm, I'm working on it pretty hard because there's a lot more emphasis on it. And, uh, you know, I, again, I want to win a lot of races. 
if there's more road course races, that's more opportunities to win them. Uh, so we're, we're working pretty hard on what I can do to be a better road course racer. I've, I've never won a road course race, been really close, um, and I, I want to change that. Brad Keselowski, you say you're working on it, but do you have your own eye rig at home? Are you working on it late at night? Or are you out on a racetrack somewhere preparing, practicing, working on your road course skills? Well, I can't tell you all my <laughs> tactics here. I mean, come on, what kind of fun would that be? <laughs> I know exactly what it is. He's with Scarlett, his daughter, out in their cart, and that that's how you're owning your chops. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's She's smart. Right. She listened to this one. She's very smart. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay. You're, you're, if you're so damn smart, BK, I've got a seven-year-old that uh, she may be wanting to get involved in motorsports here pretty soon. What kind of advice do you give me? Oh, no, no, no. Listen to Crash. She's the smart one, not me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so uh, what kind of advice would I give? Mm, well, golf is good. Yep. It's a lot cheaper. Yep. Soccer is good. Pretty cheap. Yep, Basketball. There's a recurrent theme here. I don't know if you're noticing here, Kenny. Uh, whatever you can do to find a cheap sport for your kid to play in, please do that. Because the reality is only so many people can make it in sports. So make it fun, make it cheap, and enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Done. I think we've checked that box. I read somewhere. Tell me if I'm just, again, on the hooch. Uh, are you the winningest driver under the Penske banner ever? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is um, I'd like to keep that going. I'm not going to jinx myself, but. I'm very proud of it to date and hope I can keep it going. Brad, I mean, come on. I know you're a humble dude and your your charitable work is to be admired, but bro, 60 plus wins with Roger Penske. Look at the names that he's saddled up underneath his name. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty yes. cool. I'm really proud of it, like I said, and uh but I'm I'm not I'm not dwelling on it. We got to keep going. Talk Holy about God. talk about your relationship with with Roger now that he's consumed the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and in, in IndyCar. Has the relationship changed at all? Do you see him as much or talk to him as much, or is that all different? No, he's a pretty busy guy, but um, I'm thankful to have him on my side. I can promise you that. And Looking forward to hopefully winning lots more races for years to come. Is there anything in Brad Kozlowski that when you do decide to hang it up, or regardless uh, of, of hopping in an IndyCar? Uh, not now, you know, one time I was interested, but I think that opportunity has passed. Okay. Okay. IndyCar aside, what about team ownership in any facet of motorsports? Oh, never say never. Yeah. Never say never. Um, you know, I don't want to just be done driving and walk away. I can promise you that. Bam. Brad Especially Kozlowski. with the two kids saying, daddy. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, no, no, that was, I didn't disagree, but I didn't say that for the record. Hey, I want more girl power. Let's do this. Isn't it awesome being a dad to a, a daughter? It is. I'm very fortunate, very blessed, and um, count, I count them every day. Yeah. Yes. Well, Brad, we typically have winners on every Sunday night or whenever the hell it is after NASCAR Cup wins. Let's make it a frequent visit from you, buddy. I like that plan. And take care of them girls, won't you all? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. All the best. Brad Kozlowski here in the Freak Nation, currently running in the Daytona 500. Did you hear what he just said, that he's the winningest yep. driver in yep. Penske history? Including right. Castro Neves and Rusty Wallace and and who the heck? Uh, uh, Simon Pagano, Mark Donahue. Jr. Sam Hornish. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Know it, man. Yeah. Let that resonate just a little bit, Freak Nation. Huge names. Huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? 
bonkers. Hey, Cole Custer, we caught up with him before the Daytona 500, running for Stuart Haas Racing, the number 41 cup car. He's currently in the race as we speak. We caught up with him before the Daytona 500 kicked off. He'll be joining us coming up here in the Freak Nation next hour. Uh, he'll be joining us. Also, uh, Justin Barsha, good to get him back in the Freak Nation, Supercross star, who got himself a win last weekend, was it, Crasher? Was that? Barsha was, no, Barsha won the very first event, ah. because this was three years in a row that he kicked off the season with a win. That's right, yep. I think he's kind of had an up-and-down season, but I know he's going to argue me on that. I'll bring it up. I'll see what he says. Sure. Uh, that's coming up in about eight, nine minutes. Just a Barsha here in the Freak Nation. And Corey Heim won the Daytona 200, the Lucas Oil 200 in the Arca Series. He'll be joining us coming up uh, right about 8.15 uh, Pacific time. A couple of things I want to hit before we go to break in regards to this race that's going on. Everything that you're seeing on Twitter, you're hearing them talk about it during the race. Rain at this point isn't necessarily a concern. But as you can see with some of these longer shots, fog might become a problem for this race. I don't know if I've – have we seen a a race called from fog in our 20 years of doing this thing? In our 20 years, I don't Stat? think Crash? so. But I, I think maybe I, before that, right? Yeah, I would have to think that it's happened in the last yeah. 20 years at some point. Uh, but I can't think of exactly when, especially with these races – in the wintertime in Florida, that fog is a, you know, that happens. Which would be a bigger kick in the nuts? We waited around for five and a half oh, hours, geez. and the freaking thing is it, we, you know, we get halfway through, and your race winner is the winner because of fog. Oh. <laughs> I would rather it just rain again. Yeah. Don't, don't be a fog <laughs> call off. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> your, your race was called by... Because of fog. It's fog. And one other thing I wanted to hit. This time last year at the Daytona 500. Packed stadium. The commander-in-chief is there. Oh, that's right. Uh, the pomp and circumstance. It's just. We we haven't just turned a page. We, we, we've taken about half a book and all 13 chapters and just turn that SOB over the last 12 months, given not just from that standpoint, but COVID. We're still in the throes of COVID-19. There at one time was 30,000 people in those stands. 30,000? Oh, you mean today? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Prior to yeah. the rain. Yeah, but that it holds a heck of a lot more than that. But yes, limited seating, considered a sellout because that's the only seats that they could sell. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. We're. I just wonder what else is going to be postponed. Obviously, there's nothing going on racing wise in the states of California and Arizona right now. Have no idea if the NHRA is even ever going to come back to Arizona or California in this calendar year. As of right now, their Atlanta race just happened on the 12th of this week, postponed one month mm -hmm. to allow for better guidelines to be upheld, and they're saying. It's easier for their fans, which, no, I think that's a cover-up. But, yeah, lots lots of stuff being moved around. Stat, we got about a minute. Are you hearing anything different than we are in regards to the NHRA and the issues that they continue to 
run up against? No, nothing different than what Crash just talked about. They, the big issue is California. They they can't go back to Pomona uh, because of the problems there. So, yeah, the NHRA has got some real, real, real problems yeah. with uh, sponsorship, no fans. Sponsors want to see fans, especially in drag racing. When that's your your modus operandi of an organization like the NHRA, it's such... It's you, based in California. Right. <laughs> oh. And it's about kissing the babies, touching the fans. It's all about Every fan relationships. Every a pit pass, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Barsha, Supercross star, joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios. Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protects your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Your soap is Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent But you're not a dish You're a man Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men For men who build things Open pickle jars on the first try Slay dragons And let their daughters braid their hair Men who like to feel good and smell Titillating Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go Naked 
What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Nothing here to see, just a kid like me, trying to cut some tea, trying to figure it out. Nothing better to do when I'm stuck on you, I'm still on here trying to figure it out. Back with the freaks. Twenty years of doing this thing, Freak Nation, from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out. Stat Man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. You got an SUV, a big old fat two fifty. That's an F two fifty or a Ram. Uh, grab yourself some of those red letter General Tires or roll on General Tires, especially when you're hitting up on that mountainside or you got that sleet, snow, rainy weather. Nothing better than General Tires. Back in the Freak Nation. Good to get him in here. Justin Barster, of course, running. Uh, in the Supercross 450s this year for 2021. And it's, it's again, we seem to start off our interviews, Justin, with each rider about just really where they are mentally for this season. You had the COVID protocol last year. Now we're into February, and you're still having to deal with a certain COVID protocol. Does this feel normal for you now? Uh, yeah, it definitely is somewhat normal, you know, lots of COVID tests every week and uh, just going through the, the loop of the whole COVID thing for sure. But it's uh, honestly for us, it's just really nice to be racing and, and have some fans in the stadium. It's been uh, it's been super positive And um, yeah, for, for us, it's definitely kind of normal now, but uh, it's it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, everything's a little a little more organized, which is good. And just, uh, you know, getting on with getting on with life and, and racing, which is fantastic for us justin barcia are you one of those riders who feeds off the 40 or fifty thousand who normally show up at a supercross event now there's ten thousand or less a relatively empty stadium where does the juice come from does it come from the crowd that's not there or now do you have to manufacture it yourself yeah for sure you know the fans definitely it it, it puts a different vibe in the stadium when you have a full stadium of fans it just you know, the vibe is really good and the atmosphere is good. But to be honest with you, once we strap those helmets on, it's, it's all up to us. So if you can't get the job done, you're, you're not going to get the job done with fans or without fans. But for us, obviously, I, I, for me, I definitely enjoy the sound of the fans in there. But um, when we start those bikes up, it's go time no matter what. Justin Barsha, Supercross rider, joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And then you talk about strapping the helmet on and really needing to focus. This year has been an up and down year for you so far. It came out with a bang and then you've had a couple of other great results. I believe a fourth and a second in there, but it's been inconsistent and you are a damn good rider. How do you balance that mentally to be like, all right, I got to recover from maybe a not so great result and to make a podium this next weekend. Yeah, for me, I think, um, you know, I, I feel like it's been a really good season. Um, I feel like, you know, I've been top 10, um, 
last weekend, the, the, the last race, unfortunately, I tangled with a lapper, so that was out of my hands. But I just leave the, the past in the past and focus on the now. That's, that's all I can do as a racer. And, you know, this has been a really good season for me. Like, uh, you know, I've come out with a win um, and just been in the fight ever since. And I have, I've had the speed. I've been fastest or, you know, or just right there with, you know, whoever it is. So I've been in the battle. So that feels really good for me. But yeah, like I said, it's really just focusing on the now and, and not worrying about last weekend or anything like that. So for me, like every race is to, it's a new race and you go out there and you try to win. So that's, you know, that's what it's all about. And for me on my, you know, the new gas gas, uh, totally design Red Bull team, like I can really not worry about the bike because the bike's really good and I can just focus on myself and go out there and give it my all. So that's been uh, fantastic for me. You know what? Listening to your answer right there, I just want to slap myself because it's like we were so used to so many years of Supercross, one rider just dominating and a second place was the first loser. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, the parody that's out there this year and all the yeah. talent that you guys have to deal with. It just all of a sudden it's like if you're not first place every weekend, it's an inconsistent <laughs> season. Shame on me. No, no, I, I get it. You know, all of us want to win like every weekend. That's you know, that's, that's what we're paid for. And that's, that's what we want to do. So yeah, when you're not winning, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's hard. And, but like the competition is so stiff now and like, um, you know, everyone wants to win. So it's like every weekend we're going for it as much as we can. But, uh, until the, the past weekend, you know, I was in that championship fight, um, and we were like six rounds, six rounds in. So it was going really good. And then unfortunately just had a little tangle with a lapper. So that was, you know, definitely disappointing. But for me now, like the goal is just to go out there and, and win. That's all I can do to set myself up to get back in the championship fight is, you know, you know, that's the, that's what I want to do. And I know I can do it. And I've already been up there. So just need to go out there and perform. Justin Barsha, Speed Freak, Sunday night. Justin, you finished fourth in the 450s, Supercross, Orlando. That was Saturday night. There'll be another event in Orlando this coming week. That's a relatively new format for the series. How does that fit for you, staying in town for a few days, having two rounds in one place, less travel? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely unique um, being in a in a stadium for a week straight. If you start off, you know, really good and have a good vibe in that stadium, it kind of carries through easy. But um, I've had the opposite. Like I've had the that, and I've also had the opposite where, like, if you have the first race bad, you really have to regroup and go for it the next race. But for me, I enjoy it because you know you don't have to wait a whole week until you race again. You get two days and and you're back racing. So. For me as an athlete and as a rider, I enjoy that pressure and I can overcome that and go racing the next week or the next, you know, in two days and, and perform. So all in all, I think most of us enjoy it. It's definitely difficult, but um, not too bad. Justin Barsa running the 450s, of course, for 2021 Supercross season, of course, outdoor as well, the Lucas Oil outdoor season. We talked about this with Tomac as well, and you touched on it about ten or about five minutes ago about really anybody can win on any given night in the Supercross season. Back in my day, you'd have Ricky Johnson or Ward. Wait, wait. You just went there? Back in my yeah, day. Back, damn it, I did. Look, yeah, you had Ricky oh, Johnson, Wardy, then McGrath, Carmichael, Villapoto. What's changed over the last 30 years to where now you've got 10 riders that can win? Can you put your finger on it? It's it's hard to say. I think there's a lot of good teams now, um, and there's just a lot of good athletes. But um, in the six races we have we've done so far, 
I think if you look at it, you can see the fields kind of went to like four or five guys that can win or at least are in the championship fight. Um, so, you know, in the beginning, yeah, it's like 10 guys and then it kind of starts slimming down to your championship runners. So, and I was, I was, I'm pretty proud and, and proud of the team that we were one of those guys that were, are in that, you know, top five of being able to win a race every weekend. So, um, yeah, but in the beginning of the season, everybody, you know, you don't really know where you are and there's so many fast riders. So there's, yeah, like you said, <laughs> 10 guys that can go out there and have the skills to win and have won championships. There's probably more than 10 guys that have won 250 championships. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's really crazy because you just don't know until you know. <laughs> All right. With the season tightening up now, what is one thing you want to, or you feel like you need to improve on the most in order to give you that edge moving forward? Uh, I think for me, like the, the one thing I'd like to improve on is just making, um, uh, like smarter choices on like, uh, you know, passing people and, and picking the right places to do that. Like you guys said, you know, the field's so stacked. So you're always having to pass someone no matter what, unless you get the whole shot. So if you, you just have to be really smart and make, smart decisions because the season goes by fast so for me it's just you know getting good starts putting myself in a good position um to win races but you guys are just a different breed because <laughs> you saying that makes it sound like it's easy to do but making a smart decision on a split second is not easy especially when you've been geeked up from the entire day of practice and qualifying and knowing what you need to do to get the job done yeah, that's, that's correct. It's pretty much split decision. You know, it's milliseconds or, or seconds to make that, that decision. And, you know, if you make a right or wrong decision, it can be, you know, your, your championship. So yeah, it's, uh, it's what we do. And it's, you know, we train every, every day during the week to make those decisions. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's easy, but for us, it's just, uh, it's just feels natural. Justin Barsha, that brings up another question. Do you have a mental training like some IndyCar drivers will work out for an hour with cardio and then take a math test of all things to make sure that their cognitive skills are up to speed? Do Supercross riders have anything similar to that? Yeah, definitely. Like for us, obviously balance. Balance is huge and reaction time and things like that. So there's lots of drills we can do. Like, obviously, we, we ride our motorcycles during the week. So, you know, unlike any car drivers, they don't get to, you know, be in their car nonstop. But we can, you know, get on our motorcycle and do the laps and, and work on that reaction time. But there's also things in the gym we can do. Obviously, we, you know, bicycles, weights, and, and so much balance stuff, you know, just to be, you know, really nimble and, and strong. Freak Nation, good to get him in here. Justin Barsa running for a championship for the 2021 season. The big boy class, 450 Supercross Series, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Now with this new team, is the newness worn off, or do you still, from time to time, walk to the wrong trailer? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the newness is, is still there. It's been, um, it, honestly, it's been such a positive move you know the whole Chorley designs red bull and the gas gas factory racing team have been um fantastic you know it's it's their first year in the 450 class as well so there's definitely a lot of a lot of learning there but honestly for us right now it's it's been it's been really good i, I gel with the bike really well i i feel really comfortable with everyone on the team um you know everyone just has a really good positive attitude and um it, it's honestly been it's been really nice even when we have a bad night or something you know we just 
you know, we put that in the past and, and move on from it and, and know we, you know, know we can do it again next weekend. So it, it's definitely been really fun being on this team. And I just, uh, you know, having Troy Lee as a, as a team owner is, is really cool. Cause you know, Troy's a, you know, really, you know, special guy. He, you know, does really cool stuff with many, you know, sports, IndyCar, NASCAR, um, street bikes, you name it, he does it. So it's cool to have someone so passionate, um, as a team owner. And you've run all over this country. You've run all over the world. However, this year, uh, no California, no Phoenix. Are those tracks that you're going to miss or just the whole ambiance of California and and Phoenix? Or is it just something you say, good riddance, I want to stay over here on the East Coast? Um, For me, I I love the East Coast, but it's definitely been um, a little bit sad not being in, you know, doing the races we enjoy to do like Anaheim 1 and uh, San Diego and um, you know, Phoenix, like you said, and there's just, you know, so uh, I think we'll do Salt Lake city at the end of the season, but like, there's just so many good venues that we're uh, missing out on that. It's definitely, um, a little bit, a little bit bittersweet, but we've been super, you know, uh, gifted with some great stadiums on the East coast. And, um, for us, it's just fantastic to be racing because the world is a bit crazy right now. So. Yes. <laughs> Justin, thanks for doing this, bud. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Let's get you back in here after you win another race. Ah, I love it. Thanks so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure talking about racing. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. That a boy. Thank you, Justin. You know, when you have a guy like Justin Barsha here in the Freak Nation, and then you had what, Eli Tomac, who, uh, uh, Justin Brayton, all these big-time Supercross stars, the overwhelming opinion is positive with what they're doing with these races. Not a whole lot of travel. They're cramming races into two or three days in the same stadium. <laughs> and I expected the opposite when we started to ask that question. Yeah, I remember when you first kind of brought it up before, gosh, this might've been before the end of the Supercross season last year when they had it delayed to the middle of the summer and you're like, nobody's going to like this. And yes, overwhelmingly, all the answers have been, oh no, no, it's so much more relaxed. We don't have the the travel issues. We don't have to get all tired flying home across the country in and out every week. So yeah, I was shocked as well. Statman, it looks like it's, again, it's all COVID-19 related. But some of the positives that do come out of COVID or has come out of COVID is these Supercross riders enjoying the schedule. We were just talking about a crammed Speed Weeks schedule for Daytona where everything happened within seven days and not the usual 20. What what happens with sports cars or the NHRA? Well, if the NHRA can finally get off their ass and find a track that We'll welcome them into the stands. Yeah, I think all sports, they could say it's COVID-related, but I think it, the bigger issue is that they're saving money. We had this conversation uh, late last year when teams, you know, when NASCAR was coming into town, no practice. They were only staying for two days instead of four. Uh, I, I'll bet you that NASCAR is going to do this thing too, where maybe they'll stay – at a track uh, and race on Sunday and then maybe do it on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, you know, like they were doing when they were trying to catch up last year. There's going to be a lot of changes made, and the idea of just racing every Sunday is going to is going to go away. I was watching the ARCA series 
race at Daytona on Saturday, and I don't have the exact number here, but the way they've got the cost control with these teams, with the ARCA series, they are saving thousands of dollars for these little-funded backmarker teams to where they can actually fill the field for an ARCA series race, whether it was limiting them on tires or limiting on the number of crew over the wall. I think it's four. I think the maximum number well, is yeah, four crew members. You don't have to change time. It's not an obligation to have a pit stop in an ARCA race. So, I mean, that's fascinating. It, it just really goes to show the quality of the general tire product, but also just the fact that it's, it's not mandatory. It means you need less people yeah. in a pit crew. You know, it quickly, they, they only got five Toyotas in they, when they started this race this year. Uh, most of the cars were Chevys. If if manufacturer support goes away, there's a lot of there's a lot of checks that aren't going to they're going to be bouncing around the wallets. Wait, are you saying that Toyota may, may, may not be fully satisfied in NASCAR Cup racing? I don't know. They Some manufacturers, once they get what they wanted out of the original plan, the, you know, their idea is selling cars, not racing them. And by the way, the number 20 just crashed. That was a Toyota as well. Ah, Joe Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Bam. A big second hour, Cole Custer, who's running in the Daytona 500 right now on the 41. Stuart Hoskar, he'll be joining us. And Mr. Heim, Corey Heim, not Corey Heim, but Corey Heim, your Daytona winner in the ARCA series, will be with us. More freaks coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks coming up tonight. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Coming up, Cole Custer driving the 41 right now in the Daytona 500. We still under yellow, Crasher? Last I looked up, I don't right. believe so. No. It's just the fact that uh, we got to do a live show while this race is going on. I need some, pe- some people to keep their eyes. Yeah. Whoa, uh, yeah, holy smokes. Yeah, we got something going on. Oh, oh, yeah. The guy that led some laps, Kaz Gralla. Yeah. Corey Heim will be joining us here in the Freak Nation in about 12 minutes. He won the ARCA Series Daytona Lucas Oil 200 race on Saturday afternoon. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. First hour, Brad Kozlowski was in here. Uh, Justin Barsha joined us here in the Freak Nation. Supercross star, he was here. And again, Corey Heim and Cole Custer 
joining us this hour. More discussion coming up with your Daytona 500. As, as we speak, it's going on. As you listen, it's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. uh, fire in the hole, baby. Fire in the hole. <laughs> the hell's going on, stat man? You there lighting up that big fat stogie causing a, a ruckus there in Daytona Beach, Florida? Somebody was. Somebody sitting up in the grandstands needed a yeah. light. So they said, hey, you got a match down there. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need to add to the fog problem is this burn in the pit lane. Right. Good times. You know, you watch these these races at night. I'm just I'm such a big fan of any kind of racing, whether it's motorcycles or stock cars under the lights. But one thing that I noticed under the lights, because you have these lit up. Gosh. Great English here. Lit up shadows <laughs> from, the, from the stadium lights. Those cars, and again, we saw it with Eric Jones. These cars just, they, you know, they're two, what, 3,000 pounds, stat. Kaz is going back out there. Is that right? Yeah, 36, I think 30, it's 36, yeah, yeah. 25, right. something. And like 60% has to be on the right side i think i but like thirty six hundred twenty five thirty six fifty i think that's the rule six one half a dozen another right I, watching these cars run they just w- when you establish that middle lane you have the uh lower upper and then someone tries to push it through that middle lane as we saw with eric jones it, you're just reminded about how these cars from time to time are running on look like they're running on ice and that's basically what's happening when they try and pick this line in between the, the top and the bottom of the track. And you're just, I can only imagine what these drivers are doing, whether they're gritting their teeth, they're white knuckling the wheel. They're hoping somebody's going to push them through this wind tunnel effect that they're getting. But just watching these cars, Statman, watching these cars under the lights, it's just a different animal uh, compared to, you know, daylight being able to see certain things at night that you don't see during the day yeah right now the sparks and everything you know there's something that i want to say too that all of us missed we talked about in the last segment i think it was uh the travel rules and everything they're racing at daytona this week and they're racing next week on the road course at daytona oh that's right you know they are doing what supercross has been doing they're sampling it to see how it works out, you know? I mean, I'd, I don't know how many other tracks they could do that at, but they're doing it this weekend, and they're going to see how it works, I would imagine. Right, they're not traversing across country. They're, mm-hmm. they, they keep all the rigs and all the heavy gear there at the track. And I was thinking about For this, For the too. most part. I mean, let, let's be honest. They're racing the road course next weekend. That's a completely different car. But and that's what I was was curious. Did they bring their road racing car with them? I don't know. I don't believe. Uh, yeah, it, no, no. They could I probably. Would, there's enough room they? up above to stick it up above. Well, uh, yeah, but some of these teams have four or five cars just for this one race here in Daytona, especially for after running the, the clash and then the qualifying races and then the qualifying mm. single. I mean, it's just you've got a lot of Daytona cars. So I would imagine a majority of the bigger teams, if not all of the bigger teams, have a separate rig coming down with road course equipment. Jeez. Well, that's better than packing up and going to uh, Fontana. That's right. true. That's very true. <laughs> Going to get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Not a whole lot of motorsports going on, but damn it, we're going to fill it for you. 
And then we've got Cole Custer and Corey Heim, your Daytona Lucas Oil 200 winner, coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bring in another round of Affiliates Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out with us in the Lucas Oil Studios. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, the website speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter and, of course, their Facebook, Instagram. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself, your family, your friends a favor when they're rolling in your big fat truck, your SUV. Tell them you're rolling on General Tires. For more information, go to the website, generaltire.com, or a big old tire, discount tire. They got them. Roll on them. General Tire. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? So, of course, NASCAR is the big topic of discussion this weekend. Ben Rhodes, the winner in the Truck Series race on Friday night. Corey Heim coming up in just about five, six minutes on this very show, taking the Lucas Oil 200 ARCA Series win at Daytona yesterday afternoon. Then it was Austin Sindrick with the win in the Xfinity Series. And we are still, as we speak, awaiting the winner of the Daytona 500 as they are just right now 10 laps to go in stage two. Welcome to racing after midnight. Oh, yeah, sports cars already know what how that goes. Also in Florida, Supercross, if they were up in Orlando or wait, Orlando's down from Daytona, isn't it? Yeah, just down a little bit south. Jet Lawrence, your winner in the 250 class. Such a great name. It's the best name. It, it absolutely is. And Cooper Webb taking his first win of the 2021 season, keeping himself second in the points to, of course, Ken Roxon, the guy you just heard from last hour, Justin Barsha. He just finished off the podium in fourth place, but still click it in for some pretty damn good points for his season. Now, there was a lot of news that was made this week as well. Elio Castroneves now running an additional race for Michael Shank Racing. He's going to join the team for the Nashville crazy road course race that they're going to have there. NHRA announced that they are moving their Atlanta race weekend one month. Apparently, it is to comply with state health guidelines, of course, due to the COVID pandemic, but just kind of a shocker. That that just, it shocked me at least. Maybe it didn't shock everybody else, but it certainly shocked me. And like Statman and Kenny just talked about, NASCAR will be back at Daytona again in one week for the road course. So yeah, a lot of these COVID protocols going on in and amongst all the racing series. It's a great point. You think, think about this. You've got the home of drag racing. Southern California. Yeah. Uh, not racing there. Sorry. Can't race anywhere in California. Uh, the Indy 500. We can't run at the Indy 500 because of, I mean, just, it's, it's. So it, far, in IMS yeah. tweeted today, it's 15 weeks from now to the Indy 500. Apparently, that's still going as planned. No, redefined. Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks and we know vehicles that could be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is. 
switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. with the freaks 20 years of doing speed freaks freak nation that means there's been 20 daytona 500s okay no 21 daytona 500s right crasher yeah, since we started, started this thing summer this is this is our 20th daytona 500 as a show got it uh this segment brought to you by good friends at general tire do yourself a favor freak nation you got a big fat suv a family suv what about an f-250 or a ram why don't you roll on those red letter general tires that's right. General Tires, GeneralTires.com. Check out your local tire dealer for a set of General Tires. Do what the freaks do and roll on GTs and General Tires. Speaking of, the official tire of the ARCA Racing Series is General Tire. And this guy joining us now in the Freak Nation was rolling on those GTs as he grabbed himself his first Daytona ARCA Series win. It's tough for me to say Daytona without 500. Corey Heim joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Corey, when I was 18 years old, I could party. I mean, I could have beers and, and alcohol and go crazy with my friends. Yeah, but hold on. That's how old he is. This was before the 21-year-old yeah. age uh, How does an 18-year-old party and celebrate now after you win the biggest race of your life at Daytona yesterday? Yeah, definitely uh, really feels good to finally get the win at uh, a bigger race track like that. I mean, I raced a couple here and there last year, but uh, of course, this is the first time I've raced at Daytona, so um, definitely hasn't completely sunk in yet, but I've had a night to kind of rest on it and 
really, really unreal. Just the um, spectacle around that race and that uh, that racetrack in specific. But uh, as far as as far as partying, I guess today there's not a whole lot just because I'm going <clears throat> to the Daytona 500 just to watch. But um, I'm sure I'll, I'll gather a bunch of my friends and we'll just go to a nice restaurant or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, nothing too crazy. I got to focus on my next race, which is uh, Phoenix in about a month. So got to kind of, you know, start studying for that and uh, just try to cook off another win there. But I mean, you're right. I definitely want to go out and just kind of go a little bit crazy, but got to, got to definitely keep that in touch a little bit. <laughs> Corey Heim joining us here in the Freak Nation, running on General Tires, ARCA Racing Series, Daytona winner. That, that's true. I mean, eighteen-year-olds nowadays. Like, yeah, let's uh, uh, let's go have some chocolate cake and pull out our eye racing rigs and party, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, I don't know if you can remember. We have a seven-year-old that can be pretty fun. Let's just put it that way. I, I know, but still, it's it's such. Just you co you come through that tunnel. And you enter the hollow grounds of Daytona International Speedway, Corey. And you're right. It, it may take a month for this to settle into your soul uh, of, of the race that you won. I, I, I get the fact that it's, it's, it's tough to comprehend. Yeah, it is a little bit, really. Like, after I won the race, I was um, just kind of focused on getting into my team and, you know, telling them thanks and making my sponsors and everything. But it really started to sink in kind of, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I opened my phone, like I just got so many people reaching out to me, congratulating me, which is a really cool feeling. Like after Kansas, I had a, a good bit of people reach out to me, but they tell I had like twice that. So it's pretty, pretty crazy how many people tune into that race, even if it is just, you know, the first race of the weekend. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty unreal. What is it about Venturini Motorsports? Four races, four Daytona wins in a row, probably a thousand others out there. What is it about this team that is so put together for this track, but also for the entire the entire season, to be honest? Yeah, I think Venturini Motorsports is definitely the team you want to go to if you're going to win some kind of super speed race because they generally bring at least three cars and, and normally four. So you have some teammates to work with, and those super speedways are so crucial to have some kind of teammate to, you know, rely on and know that they'll, they'll go with you if you're going to pull out a line or try to do something risky. Like, you'll, they'll have your back, generally. And, um, you know, I think also Toyota Racing does a really good job of just preparing you for these races as far as uh, physically and mentally. I think Daytona and Talladega are more mental than anything, honestly. Um and they do a really good, good job mentally preparing you. And we have a lot of people in the Twitter racing development program and they, they all are really open to helping you. So, um, and of course there's a lot of smart people within that program and in that motorsports. So just those two teams combined are just really, really crucial for me to help me mentally and physically and for a race like that. That's such a good point. You said a lot of people helping you, helping you how, uh, what were they telling you? What were they having you expect? Um, well, that being my first race at Daytona, I really had no idea. I mean, just flat, I had no idea what I was doing. So um, <laughs> they kind of just gave me some pointers and some things that, you know, I'll experience as far as air and what, what not to do, especially. I mean, there's um, people may not realize just watching, but I mean, if you do one small thing wrong, you can um, you can get loose and just pretty much wreck, wreck yourself and wreck a bunch of other people as well. So you really just got to be... Uh, as I mentioned, just mentally strong throughout the race and um, really keep your 
keep your head straight and also really rely on your spotter as well. So um, anyone anyone that's really had experience on Daytona, whether they have success they have success there or not, will know what not to do because they've either made a mistake or you know been told that they're another person. So um, <clears throat> I think it's really really crucial to have other people uh, to get information from. Corey Heim, Lucas Oil 200 winner, the ARCA Daytona race from yesterday, joining us here in the Speed Freaks pits. And you talk about getting the air just a little bit wrong and how that can cause a wreck. We saw that with Gracie Trotter yesterday. I was nervous. I'm just going to be honest with you. At the very end, the green-white checkered, Drew Dollar is pushing you. And, oh, my gosh, it looked like there were many occasions where things could have gotten real ugly real fast. But then you finally pulled away from him. Did you ever feel any of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know, uh, as you mentioned, the incident with Gracie Trotter, I mean, I really do think that's the difference between experience and not experience. Mm-hmm. Um, she, that was her first race at Daytona and it was mine as well. And I never had an opportunity to push someone that hard. So I don't know if I would have made the same mistake, but, um, chances are I might have. So, uh, you know, Drew raced both Super Speedways last year in Arca and also raced that truck race, which I think is even the bigger, uh, you know, bigger, more condensed pack, which teaches you more things at the race. So um, having Drew on my back bump, I could feel him as soon as he kind of locked onto me. And um, he really, uh, I, I really had a lot of trust in him, honestly. Like he um, knows what he's doing. He always qualifies in races well in these super speedways and he even won Talladega last year. So <clears throat> I, really, I had a lot of trust uh, within him, but, you know, anything can really happen. So still on my toes. Huh. Corey Heim winning the ARCA race at Daytona on those general tires. Corey, go back to turn four, coming out of the last turn on the last lap. You remember that, or was it just a blur? Can you take us back to that moment in time? Yeah, honestly, it is really kind of like a blur now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I, um, you know, I went back and watched the race. It's uploaded already, so I kind of, you know, lived through that moment again. But, you know, from the back stretch all the way to the start finish line, I honestly really don't remember other than just kind of driving out of my <clears throat> driving out of my mirror and um watching drew right behind me and i think he kind of threw a block on the 23 coming out of the checkers and um that's really all i remember i remember kind of being on the front stretch and talking to people of course but um i think that whole lap like went by so fast for me that i almost don't even remember it Corey Heim, are you a driver who likes to have chatter in his ear at the end of a race or do you want to tell your driver just to shut up um, well, uh, my spotter has been, I've had him for almost three years now, Lloyd Garner. Um, he has a lot of experience spotting. He actually spotted cup for a year, uh, spotted trucks for a couple of years and came in for <clears throat> as long as I can remember. So, um, he's got a lot of experience in general and a lot of experience with me. And I think we are really, really a good, uh, duo as far as driver spotter. And, um, I really told him everything that I want as far as, um, information, but at the same time, super speedways are so much different than the normal race as far as spotter's job and driver's job, really. So <clears throat> him, you know, giving me the right information was really crucial. I think he did an awesome job. Um, and I am kind of a driver that likes a little bit of chatter. Like, if I don't hear my spotter for two laps, I'm like, oh, is my radio broken? You know, come along. <laughs> but um, luckily, for, uh, luckily for us, I got the perfect spotter, and uh, he did an awesome job yesterday. All right, Corey Heim, this is the last question for you. It's the last lap, last corner. You're about to take the checkered flag of your biggest race win ever. What's the song in your head? What are you rocking to when you smile, see that checkered flag, know it's yours? What's the song in your head? Um, <laughs> I guess the one song that pops in my head is the uh, the song I played in Talladega Nights when old uh, Ricky Bobby and Conan were like, 
Blank dotting or whatever, TNT by uh, ACDC. That's a good one, right? Because <laughs> I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. Imagine that? That's pretty funny, yeah. Oh, that is greatness. That'd be, that'd be the one song, just, I guess they, I guess that was that Talladega, maybe, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, that's kind of the same concept. No, exactly. I like that. How old are your parents? My dad just turned 50, and my mom is 50 as well. Uh, is, your, is your old man an ACDC fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loves some, some good 90s and 80s rock, and uh, so do I, and I listen to it a lot, too, so um, we're the same music taste, I'd say. Damn. Oh, you just you just totally made Kenny's day right there, because yeah. he's, he's an 80s <laughs> rock DJ, it. basically. Yeah, I could, uh, I could sp- you and your old man, we could we could break bread and have a couple of beers together and talk ACDC for a couple of hours, bro. Because I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. So basically what Kenny's saying is keep winning mm-hmm. and then we'll have your family over when you guys come out to Phoenix at the okay. end of the year. <laughs> and we'll just a good plan to me. Play some tunes. <laughs> Buddy, uh, we couldn't be happier for you winning on those general tires in the Arca series at Daytona. Corey Heim joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, you know we have race winners on after every Arca Series national race, so hopefully there'll be more to follow. As you mentioned, I mean, if I could quick uh, off another win, I'd definitely love to be back on the show. And as you mentioned, those general tires, I, I didn't change them the entire race or in the entire race in the same uh, tires, which wasn't required. And they, they clearly had, held up great for me, and we uh, ended up getting the win on the same set that we started on. And we even made a couple practice laps on them, so... They held up really, really good for me. Wow. So basically, here's the tease. When he wins Phoenix, we're going to find out how many times when he was growing up, his parents' friends confused him with Corey Haim, the Canadian actor. Oh, God. Don't answer. More than I can remember. Don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get to the interview without bringing that up. We'll get to that next time. We'll get to that next (laughs) time. (laughs) I see it on Twitter all the time, too. Just randomly people are talking about, oh, I thought thought they were talking about Corey (laughs) Hayne or something like that. It's just, it's crazy. Because he was, I think... Uh, not even like I was born in 2002, so he was not relevant at all throughout my childhood. So um, it was a little weird growing up and hearing that a lot. Well, the good <laughs> news is, is you're still living, buddy, and you got a lot of life to live, partner. Yes, yes. That's yes. right. Corey, thanks for doing this, buddy. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you.
like to refer to the Daytona 500 as NASCAR's Super Bowl. After today, they should rethink that. 15 laps into a 200-lap race isn't the time to crash and take out maybe $10 million worth of machinery. 16 cars. I know fans argue that drivers are competitive and want to win at all costs, but drivers in other disciplines are just as competitive, want to win just as much, and sometimes do it without fenders, and still don't do some of the less-than-smart things I saw this afternoon. Those weren't Super Bowl decisions. Neither Patrick Mahomes nor Tom Brady tried to win the Super Bowl in the first five minutes of the game. But that wasn't the first time poor decisions were made on the racetrack, nor will it be the last. During the red fly to clean up the mess, it started to rain. Fitting. The best part of the delay was getting to see the making of the Days of Thunder film. I wish today's drivers were just as determined to win. That happens on the last lap, not the first. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your rides on the road. Sports car, boat, motorcycle, whatever you drive, Lucas Oil has a product to keep your ride fat and happy. I think this song is apropos for where we are now for Daytona 500 or ACDC Walk All Over You. <laughs> is that what Denny Hamlin just did? Yes. Watching this race, it's just, you're reminded, it's its a razor's edge mm-hmm. when you have this pack racing. It's well, you can, can you really call single file racing pack racing? Because right now they are a true single file. Okay, it's a, it's a pack, a line pack. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the drivers no, say Kenny they. Hamlin just saved it. Yeah, it was crazy. The drivers say they do that just to put in the miles, so they don't have to race and crash and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just get lined up and say, "All right, let's, you know, let's put in some miles." And now they're what they right. got about sixty laps left or whatever it is, so yeah. they probably won't break the line until uh, another ten or fifteen laps, or maybe the last. Uh, um, pit the last pit sequence. Yeah, that's true. Denny Hamlin just had the save of the race, though, a oh, couple yeah. of laps ago when, yeah, when they were not single file yet. And yeah, I noticed that they all went single file real quick. Yeah, after right that. after that. But, yeah. <laughs> but when he did that, he stuck his glove out the window, his hand out the window. It wasn't a bird or anything of that nature. It was just like, hey, Kev, thanks, buddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. 200 miles an hour. Uh, a stat man, no tell me how you're watching this race. You're, you've got your eyes smack dab on the number 23 and uh, Darrell Wallace Jr. Uh, how Thank are you, you watching this race? Thank it, you, is, Kenny. Is it, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> you notice I didn't say Bubba Wallace yeah, Jr. No, I said Darrell Wallace that's Jr. That's why I think. Mike Joy, yeah. yes. 
Yeah. Mike Joy has said that a couple times, by the way. So how are you watching this race with, with him? Are you on a little bit of pins and needles trying to do a live national radio show watching it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to watch him. He, he's he got to learn some racecraft. At the end of the second stage, he uh, went out to – he was running second behind Hamlin, and he went out to try to win the stage. But, you know, he went out too early. He went out with two laps to go in the stage. Instead of one, his car is bad fast, and they, he's got to learn how to use it at the right time. I'll bet you uh, one, his car owner, Michael Jordan, will be smacking him about the head and shoulders and look, dude, I'm giving you money here. I, uh, 23 doesn't finish 15th. <laughs> Did I hear that right, too, that the first time he met Michael – was at the track? Yeah, that's what they said when he showed up right. for the interview with with uh, uh, the football player, Michael uh, Strahan. Strahan. When he walked into the room, and, and in fact, Jordan looked at him and said, I expected you to be a lot that's taller. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't did he say, hey, meet your driver or something yeah, like that? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've been texting back and forth with these two clowns, but this first time I met him. Yeah, Man. and how just how would you like to put together a deal with that kind of money and never having met the person you're doing <laughs> business with? <laughs> wow, you know that, and and my, what Michael Jordan it's like. Look at those sponsors. DoorDash is a billion dollar company, mm -hmm. and that's the title. I don't. Do you know stat? Is that going to be with him for all of the races, or is it just a few? I don't, I think it's going to be on most of them. He's got Columbia is is his personal sponsor. And I think Dave Stewart, uh, what's it, Worldwide Technology, I think uh, that's still yes. uh, his uh, personal sponsor. So, yeah, it'll probably be mixed around there. But I, DoorDash is putting a lot of money in there, and it's probably in there because of Jordan, because Columbia and Stewart were with him before uh, la you know, last year. This is his fourth season. They were with him last year. We're what, about 50 laps left, Crasher? Around there. Right. Uh, things are starting to get a little racy. You'll watch as this thing, what is it? Statman's on East Coast time. So it's what, 1130 uh, something? Yeah, 1134. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm. So we, we may. Uh, there's nah. no, they're not going to finish by the time. It ain't happening. No, 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 we will finish before the Daytona. Yeah, 500. that's true. And our, our seven-year-old will still be up. She got to bed like about 11 o'clock last night. Jeez. And Is she still laying down watching the race? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Good she's got a 17, 17 year old cat on her arm right now. And she's just watching. <laughs> oh. oh man, kids. She is so attentive. She was at, she was asking why they're sh why are they showing so much of Martin Truex when he's laps behind. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Oh well, because well, he keeps getting in the damn way. That's why <laughs> he gets in the a way. Former yeah. champion, right? Uh, all right, Freak Nation. Coming up next, Cole Custer, who's running in the Daytona 500 right now. We caught up with him prior to the 500, of course. Running for Stuart Haas Racing. 
He'll join us for the last segment of the show. And again, you miss any of this thing, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We have it all up there for you. And you can register for a set of general tires, babe. Go to speedfreaks.tv and register for a set of general tires. Going to take you to break with some more ACDC. Come back with Cole Custer, Lucas Oil Studios. Sports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more more than just a slogan, anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla on the rocky road. Chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop shakalaka, 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 shakalaka. Scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. It was one of those nights. 
Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 20 years of doing that and 20 years of doing this, talking to big-time NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Supercross pilots. Coming up in moments, Cole Custer will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. You'll follow us on Twitter, right, at Kenny and Crash, at Fox Sports 910, at Speed Freaks, and, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Cole Custer running his sophomore season uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Rookie of the Year last year, running for Stuart Haas Racing, and he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And Cole, uh, this has been somewhat of a strange offseason for a lot of drivers just because of really where we are with COVID and not knowing what's going to happen for 2021. What about you? What's the offseason been like for you? Has it been strange or has it been a typical Custer offseason? Uh, it's definitely been a little bit strange. I'm definitely uh, ready to get back racing because – I've been golfing and I still suck at golf. <laughs> I'm ready to get back to something I'm I'm good at. <laughs> so that's it. You're just golfing and you just couldn't get back to racing. That's the that's your problem, huh? Yeah, I'm ready to get back to the Daytona 500 and get the season going. <laughs> how, how a guy at your age? Granted, you haven't run the Daytona 500 much in your life. It's not like something that you've been doing for 15, 16 years. Do you still pick up advice from Smoke and others about? how to drive bigger tracks like that in the cup series? I think any advice you can get from Tony Stewart or Kevin Harvick or any of these guys at our team, I think is, is huge. You know, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a race that, you know, it's very hard to win. It, it takes, you know, being at the right spot at the right time. And, you know, you just got to take it circumstantial of how you're going to run the race and how aggressive you're going to be. What about you guys as a team having, I mean, Team orders is such a it has such a negative connotation, but at least team camaraderie on the track. How you guys are going to work together? Can you really plan it much? Because again, so much is still left up to chance at Daytona. Uh, you know, I think especially with our Ford, you know, manufacturer teammates, you know, with Penske and Roush, and you know the teams that we have at Ford, we all work pretty well together at the Speedways, and all our Stuart Haas Racing teammates all work really well together. So. It's a matter of, you know, you don't want to leave your, your teammates out to dry. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to that last <laughs> lap, it's going to, you know, you want to make sure that you're push, pushing the right car, but it's a little bit of every man for himself. Cole Custer gets set for the 2021 season in the NASCAR Cup Series, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Curious, a guy your age, would you rather win, would you rather have a NASCAR championship next to your name or a Daytona 500 win next night don't say both cole oh no no which one would you rather have first, which would maybe? you no no heck no if you had to pick one cole which one would you rather have Day so you're going five. you're going the elio castro neves method yes if you I can't am. win the championship would you rather <laughs> win the big race <laughs> what would you rather do cole uh that's a that's a toss up you know <laughs> but um i think you have to go for the championship i mean you know obviously that's a accumulation of every single race throughout the year and being a champion means me is is a huge deal, but I mean having the Daytona 500, all the prestige. You know our sport was was born in Daytona, so it's to have the prestige of throwing your name and to have a Daytona 500 winner is is right next to winning a championship. Where do you feel most comfortable, Cole Custer? Is it on the short tracks, the mile and a half, or the super speedway? Before you answer that question, I saw you at Irwindale, a half mile, so I know how much you like short tracks. Uh, for me, it's probably always been, I would say the short tracks, you know, I think that's what we all grew up doing. And I think it just, there's a comfort level there that we all kind of uh, have since we were growing up racing it. 
New schedule this year, Cole Custer. Very new schedule. Road courses, several of them. Coda, that's uphill, downhill, a real roller coaster ride. What do you think about road courses, especially the rolling hills of Austin, Texas? Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the road courses. I mean, I think it's something all the drivers are excited for because it brings, you know, the driver more into it. You know, you're shifting, you're uh, braking harder, you're doing left and right turns and hitting curves. So the driver means a lot more at the road courses. And uh, I think we're all excited about that. And I think the fans also, you know, we're going to be beating and banging. And uh, I think we put on some of the best racing that we have at road courses. So um, I think it's all just a, a positive. Yeah, coming off last weekend's 24 Hours of Daytona, there was a lot of talk on Twitter about stock cars on road courses and how they're just not meant for it as much as a sports car is, and that's what makes it so much fun to watch you guys monster those cars around some of the turns. And it's, yeah, it's just awesome. I love hearing a younger driver like you get excited for it. I'm just bummed that it took NASCAR so long, but hey, better late than never. Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think that's what we've seen, obviously. You know, before when we first started going to road courses, a lot of the fans probably weren't that excited about it, but now, you know, 20 years later, you know, road courses are some of the best races we have with you know all the <laughs> aggressive racing and yes. beating and banging. And I think it's just, uh, it's made for a lot of good, you know, a lot of exciting races. Cole, I've seen some of the highlights or the highlight of you and some of your fellow drivers with Kevin James on the Netflix show. Would you rather be an actor or would you rather be a stock car star? <laughs> um i think i'm gonna stick to racing <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing acting uh, i only had a few lines and i'm lucky that i made it through them so, um it was really fun and something i'll never forget but um i'm probably a lot more comfortable behind the wheel yeah but hold on though with the commercialization of all sports not just nascar i mean you can get some tips again from kevin harvick and well former driver clint boyer on just how to do it right with those commercials Exactly. I gotta, I gotta stay on top of them on that, on those too. I can't just worry about the racetrack. I can't worry about the commercials. So, so uh, I don't know. It's something that that's fun that we do in our sport. Also, we get to have some fun, you know, making some content and stuff like that. I mean, come on, buddy. You, you, you can wheel a car over 200 miles an hour, but getting on set, the big old Hollywood production, were you sweating balls? Oh, for sure. I mean, going there, I mean, you know, you're with somebody like Kevin James. I mean, you didn't know what to expect. You know, I've never, you know, done anything like that before. And to be able to be around people like that, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, everybody was very laid back and they were very nice and helped us through it. And it's, uh, I don't know. It was, it was something that I'll definitely never forget. <laughs> What's another thing. This brings up another question. What's another thing that might be on Cole Custer's bucket list? Like, are you an adventure seeker or would you want to get up on stage and thrash a guitar? I mean, what, what are some other things you'd love to do that maybe, is outside your comfort zone. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably stay away from the instruments because I have no idea what I'm doing there. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I mean, I think uh, there's so many things out there that, you know, you could do, but I don't know. I mean, I probably have to spread my wings probably a little bit from racing though. <laughs> well, it, it might be crasher. If you, if you follow at Cole Custer on Twitter, it might be reading to children. If you get a chance to see his YouTube video of him reading, uh, some of the Pixar cars books. Uh, oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. You're pretty, pretty damn talented reader there, buddy. <laughs> it, it took a few takes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we made it happen, and it, that's the one that's cool to do too. You know, with all the younger kids and the fans out there. So, um, 
you know, kind of connecting with the younger fans is, is awesome. And Cole, we haven't seen a radio or TV studio in almost a year now, thanks to our good friends at COVID and COVID-19. Yes. We do a lot of our production out of our home studio. And again, following you on Twitter, it looks like you've got uh, some expertise, maybe some assistance in setting up your virtual production day, thanks to COVID-19. Is, that, is this there in your house? Yeah, I'm in my room right now doing uh, doing some media, so it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, now we have to set up all our own stuff in our houses, and it takes a little while, but we make it happen. We make it work, so um, just part of the fun, I guess. You know? Do you call up Tony and say, "Bro, this isn't part of my contract. I'm not part of the production team." Yeah, I need to start. I need, we need to start thinking ahead and putting this kind of stuff on contract. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you could you see Smoke back in the day at your age, at you know mid twenties, with his boss, with uh, was Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs, okay, saying, "Tony, with it? No. You, you need to set up your own production, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would have went over really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very well. No, not very well at all. His name is Cole Custer, Freak Nation. Get set for the. 2021 Daytona 500, and of course the 2021 NASCAR Cup season. Are you going to focus strictly on Cup, or will the, there be some offshoots and maybe some of the the ARCA races or truck or Xfinity races? Oh, right now it's just uh, it's just mostly Cup, just trying to focus on that. But at the same time, we have a lot of new tracks and a lot of new stuff going on this year. So uh, maybe having those races to kind of get you know some practice and get some laps in would be definitely a good thing to do. But um, right now, I just have the Cup Series stuff going on. Bam. Cole Custer, again, getting set for the 2021 Daytona 500, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck to you. We'll see you down the road, hopefully face-to-face. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. Freaks. Not much motorsports. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off the sucker. Now, Crasher, you may not remember this, but every Valentine's Day week, uh, Statman sends me his favorite Valentine gifts that he gives to some of his most beautiful women in his life. Stat, do you care if I share this with the Freak Nation? No, go ahead. But the most beautiful women are my daughter and granddaughter, so hey. Well, okay. Let's leave those two out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I said that, I said that might yeah. be a mistake. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I just, I'm just, you just come up with some of the most creative gifts that I just thought we should share with Supreme Nation. Uh, 29 strange as hell Valentine's Day gifts to give your favorite weirdo from Statman. Uh, in there is a beautiful beard bouquet that never wilts the set comes with nine rose clips that hang onto the facial hair that's of course a few ladies well i don't know i saw the greatest showman clips that oh true yeah very true bearded woman clips that hang on your beard yeah with roses Mm. okay sounds maybe a little painful but okay yep annoying Uh, maybe 
this is one of my favorite stats. I'm, I'm glad you shared this with me because I was a little bit confused. A, a six-pack of nightmare sodas in novelty flavors to make your eyes pop. You've got uh, some of these. Are, this is full-on stat, man. Some of his favorite flavors, bacon, buffalo wings, sweet corn, pumpkin pie, ranch dressing, and peanut butter and jelly soda. Ranch dressing soda. <laughs> Yeah. I told you, I told you, you liked it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, just I, had that this I'm, afternoon. I'm surprised you. This is still one of your favorites, Stat. But uh, it's a custom cushion featuring Statman's beautiful mug that has sit on my. <laughs> no, no. It's a cushion. No. It just says. Wow. <laughs> uh, there's a pair of bread slippers, aka loafers. For the pun and carb-loving babe in your life. <laughs> uh, then, of course... Wait, le- really made out of bread? Yeah. Okay. Then, there, of course, there's a gift card to the most romantic spot that you can think of. Nice job, Statman. Taco Bell. <laughs> Just don't tell IndyCar driver Scott Dixon and Dario Franchitti about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a blessed... Pope themed lingerie set, so hot it should be censored. Hmm. And well, last but not least, the elephant thong for anyone with some junk in their trunk. saying all of that kenny Mm -hmm. the everybody is well not everybody but most of the field have come in for their final pit stop got it now 28 laps to go the only cars that did not come in the toyotas so as of right now the toyotas are running one two three four will this be a good decision to wait clearly they can go a little bit longer with their tank of fuel Will this be a good decision, or will this backfire if something were to happen on the track here soon? Well, Statman's our residential conspiracy theorist. Ah, yeah, uh, here they the, come. With the, ah, here they come in now. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> yeah, with the pumpkin pie soda. Yeah, hey. Oh, Freak Nation! It's been a hell of a show, man. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. The race is going to end at midnight, Eastern time. No. Sorry. 12.15, maybe. If we have another big one, maybe yeah, it'll what end the hell 12, am I thinking? This is Daytona. Anything. 27 Jeez. to go. Could still be an eternity. Jeez. Okay, here, now what's going to happen here? Chevys are moving around the track. Here, come the, here comes the freight train and the Toyotas. There's only four of them in the pits. Can they make it out before or after this freight train? As of right now, Hamlin is sitting in first with Kyle uh, second. Wallace third, but not for long. Ooh. As the train goes around them. Well, Statman, you ready for yeah, this? Well, so much for that. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 maybe not. Hold on. The train has not passed them yet. They're getting ready to pass Bubba Wallace. But Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin are still up there. One, two. Oh, are they going to pass Wallace? Uh, they did just pass Wallace. The only problem is Hamlin and Bush are not helping each other, so this train will eventually catch them. Oof. This is bonkers. Yeah, this All is right, Freak Nation, good. we're going to let you guys watch it. 
because we want to. <laughs> we want to. <laughs> 26 to go. Let's do this. Oh, man. Another great show. You missed any of it. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it all up there for you. Brad Kozlowski, Cole Custer, Corey Heim, Justin Barsha at speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose. that man. Cut it loose. Yep. Here comes the trench. Motorsports Radio, redefined.